Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Godzilla, Monster of Monsters for the NES. Godzilla, Monster of Monsters for the Nintendo Entertainment System, was developed by Compile and published by Toho Limited in Japan in December of 1988. It was then released in North America in October of 1989. And then in the European Union, or the European wasn't the Union then, but <laughs> in PAL territories, sometime in 1991. Wow, okay. <laughs> was quite a late release for them. Now, this game was slightly changed from its Japanese version to its American one, mainly by scrubbing Compile off the credits. Yeah, I, I was surprised to find that Compile was in this, you know, because it's one of my favorite weirdo companies, you know. And they also got rid of the, the named references to all of the other characters or more likely uh, vehicles and things that appear in the background that are from other Toho properties, not the Godzilla franchise. Yeah, uh, I saw that as well, which is a real shame because that would have been a more of a draw, you know, for marketing, yeah. you would think. Now, the release time of this game is very interesting because it comes out between two different Godzilla films in Japan. So I'm not sure if this was supposed to tie into the Godzilla versus Violante or if this was a really late release coming off of the return of Godzilla, which was released here in the United States as Godzilla 1984. Mm, yes. And that was the only Godzilla we had in the States for a long time. Yeah, it was my introduction to Godzilla. Same. I saw that in the theater and loved it. But we'll get into our personal histories with Godzilla in just a moment. But it is interesting that Godzilla is such a long and storied franchise, one that started back in 1954. Yeah. And, uh, it has three what they call eras, and each one is its own uh, timeline, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And they kind of repeat the stories a bit. There's the original, the Showa era, and mm -hmm. that ran all the way up to 1975. It had 15 films in it. Nice. And then the, uh, the Heisei era, it only had seven films in it. Uh -huh. And that was from 1984 to 95. And then there was the Millennium Era, 99 through 2004. And they managed to squeeze in six films there. Wow, okay. And then most recently, we've had Shin Godzilla, which came out in 2016. And if you haven't seen that movie, I highly recommend it. I, I want to. I, I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen any of the new Godzillas, unfortunately. I am As a new, you mean like the new American ones? Yes. Yeah, because there also have now been two american godzilla films with a third one coming any day now yeah yeah crazy i i gotta get down to brass tacks and watch these these movies man indeed we just watched uh kong skull island in anticipation of mm. his battle with godzilla and then one other thing to note is that if you do go looking for information about this game godzilla you will be overwhelmed <laughs> with more info about the godzilla creepypasta yes i i i mean i'm not surprised because i'm an old fuddy-duddy but this totally evaded me so i was this is my do you first even know what a creepy pasta is yeah it's like a, a fake out kind or like a because it comes from copy pasta right where people make these it's like a urban legend kind of thing right you know a, a paranormal scary story kind of thing mm -hmm. yeah i i'm not gonna lie i really don't i don't know exactly what it is <laughs> either i know slender man is possibly one okay yeah yeah um and beyond that 
I'm too old to really know. Yeah, yeah. But apparently uh, the youngins had a big a big old time pretending there was some other creepy creature in the game that haunted them. Uh, there's screenshots, and someone has, uh, I think, made a ROM or is in the process of making a ROM to reflect that creepypasta. That's crazy. It does look weird and freaky, so I, I can see it. I can see it. Right, Nick, what kind of game is Godzilla Monster of Monsters? Well, uh, it, it's a... Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> it's it's a side-scrolling action. I don't want to say platformer. Combat so, strategy yeah, platformer? Kind of. It, it, it has a veneer of strategy, but I don't think there's a whole lot to it. But Yeah, well, there's a very light amount of strategy involved, I would say. So and it and it's divided into two kind of sections or screens where you're you have a hex based map where you move your monsters and then you have side scrolling levels where you battle your way through the path that you chose across the land. Yes. Now in this game, now in this game you have control over two uh, classic monsters, or I will probably be using the Japanese term kaiju because I am that big of a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, they are, of course, Godzilla, the title character of the film. But to mine and my daughter's great pleasure, you also control the gentler second fiddle to Godzilla, <laughs> Lady Mothra. Yes. Interestingly enough, I saw that in this game, there's unused kind of like code and graphics to play as Anguirus and Rodan as well. Oh, but they, that's they... kind of that's, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't make it. They do make up the earth defense force kind of when dealing with the extraterrestrial kaiju that come into to play yes uh some of my favorite stuff yeah <laughs> now let's talk about these separately let's start with godzilla let's do it as godzilla you may be surprised to learn that you can jump yeah it's not really it's a <laughs> well it's a huge jump for a godzilla i'll say that oh definitely and but it, it's not really often used no uh slightly to evade maybe ah uh, and sometimes to hit. There are certain bosses that only take damage in a specific area or take, I think, more damage mm. in the head region or eyes. Yes, but the levels themselves, like, I don't think there are any pits or spikes or platforms. There are no hazards uh, in traditional side-scrolling. Yeah. Now, also, to, you know, better embody the spirit of Godzilla, Godzilla doesn't turn around ever. No, you are facing right. Always. Always. You can back up and move forward more more to the right of the screen but you'll never turn around yeah so that's an interesting little choice they've made yeah yeah but being godzilla the giant hulking creature you do have a lot of attacks you have four attacks actually Ooh. you have your standard uh punch or claw attack which is your a button mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you have a kick which is your b button slightly stronger yeah yeah Oh, and it hits lower. Like if you want to hit high up, it's got to be the claw pretty much. And the kick is mm -hmm. a low leg kick. Although you can jump and kick and hit things higher up with your kick. So that is an option. That's true. Uh, then you have your tail swing. I'm glad this was included. It is a classic Godzilla move. Sure, sure. The manual calls it the tail chop. Weird. Yeah. Uh, you press down and kick and you will do it. And what's great is you can also do that while moving forward. So it's got a nice, fun, goofy Godzilla spin look to it. Yeah, yeah. But the interesting thing about that and all of the attacks are that the entirety of your limb or your tail is not a hitbox. It is only the tip of it. 
it's it, yes, they all have a kind of a strange thing, and it's hard to tell a lot of times if you're too close or not close enough. So you know, but you know what? After five hours, you'll know exactly where it is. <laughs> yeah, you can compensate by using a turbo controller, which I did. Yeah, that was a tip you gave me, and thank you so much. <laughs> because normally I try to play with the original controllers, but I I would have not had a thumb when this was over. I, I feel like certain games would extract such a toll on your controller itself, too. Mm -hmm. Now, you may be thinking, Nick, Eric, but wait, you've left out you've left out Godzilla's most famous attack, but we had not. Oh. Because you do have your atomic breath. Yes. It is just your special attack. Yeah, activated with the start button. Which is a pain in the butt. It's it's a little weird. I got used to it, but I really wish I was playing this on an emulated system that would allow me to switch buttons. I frequently, I, I didn't mind using it in battle or whatever, but I would I frequently it. use it when I, I'm, oh, I'm going to pause it. And it's like, nope, there goes your oh. breath. <laughs> I, I, I atomic breathed every time I was going to pause. <laughs> and then I just had to sit there for another moment and let it fill right back up because yeah. your special attack is tied to a power meter. And if you're not using it, it just refills on its own. Mm hmm. Now, when you are not in a side-scrolling level, uh, Godzilla has a movement of two hexes. Yeah, when you're on the, the hex map or the ring field, as mm -hmm. the manual calls it. And he definitely has a better defense than Mothra. Most of the enemies that hit you or bullets that hit you do very little damage. Very little. Which is fitting. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then next up, we have Mothra, Defender of the Earth. Yes, the beautiful butterfly creature herself. And... I didn't mention this about uh, Godzilla, but it's true for both. They have really, really good sprites. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Godzilla's a little less good because it is monochromatic. Yeah. Understandably, but Mothra's is amazing. You have some colorful wings. The, the, the wing flapping is a little jerky animation, but I still thought it was fine. Mm -hmm. And you cannot jump with Mothra because Mothra flies. Yeah, you, you have full flight. Well, you can fly to all of the areas that Godzilla can touch, but not any higher. Yeah, there is a weird kind of invisible ceiling that no one can pass. Correct. They do take a few liberties with Mothra. Uh, Mothra gets an eye laser beam, which is a rough approximation of uh, like a power it uses sometimes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that is its only main attack. You can use it with either the A or B button. Sure. And that is required to be turboed otherwise i don't know how you'd make it yeah it's and it doesn't have a very far range either no uh but it does have a very strange side effect and that is that sometimes when your bullets are hit it will cause knockback to mothra herself yeah and it's very hard to understand what's going on sometimes i was frequently Indeed. like did i get hit in the wings or because there are no it's it's your bullet getting hit yeah yeah or hitting an enemy which to me, I would I saw that as part of her psychic blast power. You know, it was sure. reverberating back to her, and then her getting hurt. But actually, it doesn't hurt you; it just knocks you down into the ground, back into the back corner. Yeah, both of the creatures you don't take much damage, but there is certain attacks that will generate that kind of knockback, pushing you towards the left side of the screen. Oh, there's one attack that we'll talk about later that <laughs> is is all about it. Ugh. Now, Mothra is also pretty quick. You can fly around the screen very fast. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, only the body of Mothra is hittable. That's its hitbox is the only the body, not the wings. Yes, you have a pretty slim little body there. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you, yeah, you can squirrel around and maneuver through and around a lot of fire. 
or just fly right over most of things as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Mothra also has a special attack, and that is its uh, dusting or its magic powder. The poisonous powder. It's uh, very interestingly portrayed here to save, uh, you know, money, time, and I'm guessing graphical RAM. They reuse a chunk of the wing sprite. Yeah, it, it looks strange. It kind of looks like a colored powder, I guess, but it's flat and long. It's, it's, it is a weird sprite. And it shoots out of you at a very odd angle as well. It kind of has the momentum that you had as mm -hmm. Mothra moving around. So when you're standing perfectly still, it will come out at a forward kind of sloping angle. Yeah, yeah. But if you're flying quickly, it will also take on that movement all, as well, like backwards, forwards, whatever. Yeah. And then it also has a weird kind of a timed cadence. You can't just mash it. You have to, every time you hit the button, three will come out. Yeah, they'll kind of Three start... waves of powder. Yeah, yeah. So there's a real interesting method and timing you can get. Uh, but this can be an extremely powerful attack if used in the right way. Yes, and it's in general more affordable than, you know, the Godzilla Blast burns a pretty large chunk of your power meter in one go. And this is yeah. very small and you can, especially, I, I started just using it almost all the time when I was just flying around in levels because the, Same. it only takes a few bars off your meter and that comes back in no time. Yeah, Mothra's power gauge refills much quicker than Godzilla's as well. Now, when you are on the overhead map, Mothra can move four hexes. Yes. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of movement there. And while you are in the side-scrolling levels, there are actually items to find. One is the rarest thing in the universe. <laughs> it is your power gauge refiller. And that only appears in very specific tiles that you'll find on the map. Yeah, certain types. And it's very strange looking. You know, it looks like kind of like a triple, like a three-pronged star maybe, or... It looks like a virus or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the model of a virus you'd see in health class. But it's either way, <laughs> it doesn't matter because you'll never see it more than twice, maybe three times. And when you do see it, it's totally worth it, worthless because it comes at a time where you don't need any extra power. It was a long time before I realized it wasn't a bullet or a creature. You know, I you barely see it. And it's like there's usually a lot going on in the screen that I'm just wading through anyways. So it's like, I don't know what's going on. But the power-up you're going to see a lot more often, and by a lot more, I mean every 20 to 15 feet. Constantly. Is the health power-up. <laughs> yes, it looks, it's a strange little, they call them capsules. I think it looks kind of like a little rocket ship. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And if you touch it, it just gives you back a, a couple bars of health. How many does it give you, do you know? I, I'm not sure, I think two, but it could be a lot more, actually. Um, I think it's a lot more. It's at least four to six. Okay. And the best part about this power-up is that once it's released, it slowly moves from left to right across the screen. Mm -hmm. But as long as it's on the screen, it will never disappear. Yeah, so if you can you can keep it on there, you don't have to worry about it if you missed. Which was chance. a huge tactic I used towards the end of the game when there's a certain enemy that often would come out of nowhere and take off a lot of my health. <laughs> so instead, I would just keep a couple of these floating on the screen, just waiting to be plucked sure. out of the air. <laughs> sure, sure. Now, this game does not have traditional lives. No, you, you just have your two creatures, and if one of them dies, you still have the chance. You know, on this, these hex screens, the, the ring field, as we said, your goal is to get both of the creatures to the enemy base that you can use to then warp to the next planet. Yes, there are kaiju also on this map, but you do not have to fight them. If you can get to the end without fighting them, that's fine. Yeah, which seems weird because... Well, I, I don't know why you would do that anyways, because that's what this game is. 
Well, and it's just like when you think of the maps, like, I mean, I guess you could skip one or two maybe, but I, I It'd don't It'd be know. very hard to avoid them, certainly. Now, on the hex field, there are different types of terrain, and we'll get into those, I think, in our level-by-level level section. Mm -hmm. But it is very interesting because you have to get to a tile, and then if there is a creature next to it, you have to go through the entire level of that tile. And before you even start the level, you have to say that you do want to fight that creature at right. the end of it. yeah. If you don't, you just end the level and you're standing there. Yeah, yeah. Which And I, you feel like a chump. No, that's kind of a good strategy because then the enemy will attack you on its turn and you can fight it. And if it doesn't die, it's right there for you to finish it on your turn. Uh huh. Because some of them will run away if it's like you go through the level, attack it, and you don't kill it. And then it could run away if it's wounded on its turn. I don't know. I, I kind of found myself just getting Godzilla. Well, we'll talk about it later anyways. Sorry. <laughs> and as you mentioned, your goal is to get to the, is it a communication center? Whatever it is, it is a satellite dish. Yeah. You must beat the that whole level. And then once you've beaten it, on your next turn, choose to go to the next play field from it. Yes. And you have to do this with both of your monsters. And you have to be careful because if you, say, get Mothra to the base ahead of, and you warp it, right? And then Godzilla dies, it's game over. You have to start over. But if Oh, one really? Of, yeah. If one of them dies and they're still they're both still on the field, it's okay. It's, it's a weird thing. System kind of. Gotcha. And then if, let's say, Mothra dies, you have Godzilla, you get him to that uh, teleporter, and then to the next field, you'll have them both back. At the beginning of the next area. Yeah. Now, also, a very interesting thing to note is that once you've finished a level or hex or a fight with a boss or kaiju, you get no health back. No, that's true. You have to uh, go through a level to get some energy, basically. Or if you are lucky and you level up, you do get some energy back from that as well. Yeah, because both of the monsters have like a character level, essentially, attached to them. Yeah. And as you fight creatures and bosses, you get experience points that is then added to their own specific level. Mothra and Godzilla have their own unique levels, and it will show that on the top right of the screen. And it's a weird leveling system. I couldn't find any. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I have no clue. Uh, for the longest time, my Mothra was stronger than my Godzilla, and I don't really know how. Well, from what I could tell, there are certain, you know, the they call them like the hyperspace zones. They look like the swirly. Yes, I should have spent more time in that spiral. I know that now. I, I, they have a higher chance because sometimes when you walk out of the, you know, you can see it happen right as you leave the screen. Your level will be like go up from six to seven or something just for a, a split second. Then you get to the next screen and you're, you're leveled up. But it seems to be you have like a, a chance of, of getting a level up when you beat a monster or you go through one of those levels and other ones too, but the highest chance. Well, I know those giant mushrooms give you a ton of experience as well. And yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it, it seems so arbitrary as to when and why, you know, and I think there might be a level cap because I tried to quote unquote grind one time to see. How high did you get? Well, you can get to level 16 is the highest level. I know that, but I think per level, I, That's I, where I got. could almost never get more. Like, it was always double what level I was on, I felt like. Like, on the fifth planet, I could get okay. up to, like, ten. But then I watched a playthrough where someone had a higher level than that little formula, so it's not really that. I, I, totally not sure, but it seems to be adequate, you know. You, well, I never really had much trouble, uh, and I didn't go out of my way to level. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what does make the level interesting is that when you go up a level, your health increases and your power level. yeah. And the larger the power level, the faster it refills. It's pretty sweet. It is, because by the end of the game, 
your Godzilla can do like three fire breaths and then with very little recharge time in between them. Yeah, you can keep blasting away, which is nice. And like you said, with Mothra, that allows you to, in the final couple of stages of the game, just use your power the entire level practically. Yeah, you can just bombard. And like you, you have to stop for like a five second rest to get it back up, if that even. Yes. Now, as we mentioned, there are lives, there is a death state, but there are also continues in this game. Or is it a continue or a password? It's a password. Okay, so there is a password you get, but there's also a strange thing that that says last played. Oh, yeah, I think it just takes you to whatever level was you were on the previous time. Um, I didn't really mess with that. Yeah. Uh, because I did cheat and save state in between each level I played. Uh-huh. So I didn't have first-hand experience with it. The only time I used it, it did take me to the first level. And I was like, I guess that's because it only knows I've played the first level. Mm, yeah, maybe. Well, Nick, this is a, uh, well, it's a game released by Toho, a company that I didn't know released anything but movies and TV <laughs> shows. So my hopes aren't too high for this manual. Uh, what, what did they get done here? Because there is a lot of ground to cover. Well, yes, they, it's 23 pages. A little more than your standard. Yeah, yeah. It's got a few screenshots, but no real art at all. And it has like almost 20 pages of it is, is explaining the hexes and stuff, but it's all done in this like wall of text format. It's bizarre. I've never seen it. It's just like unbroken and in a strange kind of FAQ format where it's like, question, what should I do when it says, do you want to leave this ring field or move to the next field? It, I don't know. Is it kind of a strange and roundabout way to do it? I thought. <laughs> Which is interesting because we didn't go too deep into it in the gameplay, but it does take a minute to figure out like how it wants you to move around. Uh, first of all, you have to hit diagonals to move, which is annoying. Yeah. And then it has a bunch of strange prompts like, hey, do you want to move? Have you moved? Is this enough? Yeah, because you do have the option of just standing where you are if you so mm -hmm. choose. Uh, but also, most importantly, you also have the option of going back to your original starting point, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which, which I had to do quite a lot since the controls weren't great for moving on that, that hex grid. Yeah, yeah. All right, so what else we got? But other than that, you have a very brief story, which is kind of funny. Uh, you, you do get this in in-game in the attract mode, I guess. But in the year 2XXX AD, Pluto and Neptune have switched their orbits. And somehow, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but they made very sure to point that out. And then the inhabitants of Planet X declare war on Earth. And yeah, I read that um, over the course of about 20 minutes because it is the slowest scroll <laughs> of all time. Yeah, it, they really treat it like it's uh, Shakespeare or something. It's like, this story does not deserve. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's that's about it, except it does have a character section with pictures and a little information about all of the monsters. Awesome. That is good. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Because I'm guessing some of these monsters were a little out there for uh, Americans that were not so familiar with the series. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. So, Nick, what was your personal history with Godzilla, Monster of Monsters? Uh, well, I, I with this game anyways, I rented it. I remember this with my friend, I, or actually, I've, I guess I should say my friend rented it, and I was there. But and okay. I remember beating it over the course of a weekend and being like, hey, it was okay, you know? So you did beat it as a child? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Then what is your uh, history with Godzilla, the franchise? 
or the creature? Well, um, I have always loved Godzilla. I, th- I think most kids do as soon as you hear about it, like Bruce yeah, Lee I don't or know. something, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think we both, uh, like many children of the late 70s or 80s, also had that amazing Godzilla toy figure. Yes. I actually did some research. I was trying to find it. I did find some pictures. But, okay. Uh, it, uh, it, mine was a yard sale find. I have no idea where mine came from. I remember it from very early in my life. So, but. And it was a large plastic Godzilla. Uh, its tail rotated. Uh-huh. Did its arms pop off? I think the arms moved. The arms moved. But most importantly was the fact that it had a giant mouth. Yes. Large enough to fit Hot Wheel cars in. Yeah, or you could slide a G.I. Joe down there. Like, And it was all hollow, and you could pop the legs off. So anything that you your Godzilla ate. Because this was seriously like 18 inches, two, two feet. To, I, I'll have to look at it, because as a child, it seemed gigantic. But yes. I was also tiny then. But it, yeah, so I've been trying to mentally reconstruct that, where I'm like, well, I know I could, could fit a G.I. Joe down there. It would slide down his throat. So, uh, but and for me, I saw the Godzilla 1984 in the theater, mm-hmm. and then after that, you know, I was much more cognizant of Godzilla films playing on Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, my and you know, my dad was a fan when he was a kid too. So he had a few old magazines from like the 70s that were like monsters or oh, that's awesome. With a couple, I remember seeing some pictures, but it was very. You know, with no internet, how do you learn about it? So <laughs> when the... I think then I'm pretty sure I saw the 1998 Godzilla, the American Godzilla starring Matthew Broderick. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with you in the theater. I don't think so. Yeah, it was. What a what an experience, huh? It was. I had the giant uh, cup holder from Taco Bell for quite a while. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It was the only cup holder in my vehicle at the time because it was a 1984 <laughs> Chevette Eurocoupe. Oh, the Eurocoupe. Stalwart. And that movie did not diminish my love of Godzilla. I was kind of, I knew going in. And, you know, I was like 18 at the time. So I was like, this is going to suck. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as time went on, I tried to watch as many more Godzilla movies as I could. But it wasn't until more recently that I really came into my own and have finally watched almost all of the Godzilla films. Nice. With my children, actually, they are Godzilla fans. Uh, my daughter is, of course, a much larger Mothra fan. Sure, sure. Uh, and because of that, we've gone through and we've actually watched uh, the majority of the Godzilla films I've watched with my family are from the uh, Heisei era. Okay. I think those are the ones that are most accessible for modern kids. Sure. Because they're in color. Uh, their graphics and stuff are still cheesy, but in guys in suits. But mm-hmm. light years ahead of the 60s and 70s movies. It's been a while, but if I remember right, a lot of the early ones, too, it's they're not they're like monster movies. So you don't even really see action for an hour into the thing or, you know, it's correct. Slow the people talking, I guess, building tension. But and they bring in a lot of the bigger monsters into that franchise so that, mm-hmm. you know, because they're everyone's favorites. But we have gone back and watched a lot of the old ones as well. So. Yeah. At this point, I think I've seen every Godzilla movie, but I'm not 100% sure because, to be honest, a lot of them do blend together. Sure, sure. I specifically, I mean, I still own it, but my one year for Christmas or my birthday or something, I got uh, on VHS Godzilla versus Megalon, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. And also one of an early episode of Mystery Science Theater that I remember seeing. And I was like, wait, I like this movie and I own it. And they're making fun of it. Like (laughs) I was very conflicted on how should I feel? (laughs) 
And then, of course, what about the famous Blue Oyster Cult song, Godzilla? I like it. Oh, okay. I just, uh, that was an early song I remember hearing as a kid, too. You know, I imagine this had something to do around 84, 85, not when the song was released, but when it came into my sphere of influence, because I loved it as a kid and would always rock out, rock out with the BOC. Oh, yeah. When that would come on the quote classic rock station that I'm sure your dad listened to as much as my dad did, <laughs> I was always very happy for that one to, to pop on. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. That and Elvira. Hey, I. I recently rediscovered Elvira with the song, right? Yeah, yeah. By the, the Oak Ridge Boys, right? Indeed. Oh, I didn't know you liked Side that note. song. <laughs> Not only do I like that song, the Oak Ridge Boys almost quit the music business, but they were going to get a loan from Johnny Cash, uh, and he said he'd give it to him no problem, no, no time for repayment, and they realized that if he had that much faith in him, they could make it. They just asked to be his opening act. Oh, wow. On his next tour, and it paid off for him. Oh, wow. That's it's. That's really funny that you brought because <laughs> less than, I don't know, maybe six months ago, I really started, I remembered that song and remembered loving it as a child. And then I made Abby listen to it and she's a little less amused than me. <laughs> well, you can learn more fun facts like that if you go listen to uh, Classic American Top 40 with Casey Kasem. Oh, yeah. Like I do as a sad older man in my <laughs> workshop. <laughs> or, you know, for more information, consult your local library. The more you know. Dun-dun-dun. So then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with Godzilla, Monster of Monsters? Well, I played it, I beat it, and about four plays, I don't know. Yeah, I will. I, I'm the one that suggested this game, but I did not realize how long this game was at all. <laughs> well, like I said, I had played it before as a kid. I was like, oh, interesting. I, I was really surprised because it was a little out there for an Eric pick. And I remember kind of panicked asking you, I'm like, uh, how long did it take you to beat this? Because I thought I was far in the game, then I realized that I was not far at all. Not at all. And so I also played it four or five times, but the last three times was like marathon stretches over the last two days. Okay. And uh, I think I clocked about five hours in this game. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I tried to beat two planets, one or two per session, because mm -hmm. any longer than that, it really starts to drag. So <laughs> it's good for podcast listening. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like I wasn't tough. I think I only died twice. Yeah, I died only because I was dumb. The key factor is as long as you take your time, you don't have to cheat like I did. I cheated in between levels. I cheated at the beginning. I was saving before each boss fight. And then I was like, oh, if I know how to fight this boss, I don't need to save. Yeah, there's... I did save uh, <laughs> and I used that save state for the final boss because I wasn't 100% sure on how I would attack it and what to do. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't even need like now if I went back, I would not need to do that one bit. I could beat this game one five hour playing through. Boom. All right, here we are, folks, in the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying that this game is such an awesome concept, but it is also such a very, very long game. Well, it, it uses it, that concept in only one or two ways. <laughs> it is quite repetitive. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a shame because I feel like this is probably one of the, the truest or most uh, accurate forms you could get to a Godzilla in a game. It's it's a hard thing to, to kind of make if it's not just a one-on-one -on -one fighting game of uh, two monsters. Yeah, yeah. And I really question them making this a side-scrolling game because... 
you know, you have your jump. It's almost useless. Like, mm-hmm. why, why isn't it just overhead? And then you could be stomping through a city. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, well, you know, it, you wouldn't get the grand scale of the creatures that way. They wouldn't look nearly as cool. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to uh, Mission Impossible at some point. <laughs> but that game proves overhead graphics can be a little weird sometimes. Well, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, like I mentioned, I really do think the sprites in this game, especially for the monsters, are really good. Yeah, definitely. They're all very recognizable. You know, if you know the monster, you know who they are pretty easily. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they don't do a lot with coloring on each one. Yeah, true, true. But they are pretty impressive. They're always really large and, and cool sprites. Yeah, I, I do kind of wish, you know, when you get to the boss fight screen, the background is all black. I wish there was something, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's a shame, too, because the backgrounds in the rest of the levels are also usually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just a shame you're going to see them over and over and over again. Well, yeah, that's the, like I said, repetitive, and you have your six types of terrain. They each have about two to three screen types, you know, like they, they all look mm-hmm. the similar, but you're just trudging through them again and again. Yeah, and... And I feel like the one thing you could do to fix this game and make it a hundred times more fun would just be to make it so that when you entered a hex, it was only one side-scrolling portion, mm-hmm. and it was different like every time, or that one tile could be different than the other ones of its same type. Sure, yeah. Because I did enjoy you know, being Godzilla or Mothra. Like, they do a great job of capturing the feel of being a giant creature. Well, they strangely are able to use kind of the weaknesses of this game like your controls are kind of slow you can't really move fast you're constantly being pelted by meaningless bullets you do feel like this giant invincible creature lumbering yeah yeah and if you're not careful like you you will die like you can't just barrel forward without any care i mean i i died twice in this game um once was the first time i encountered that crazy fireball Mm -hmm. which i was barely even paying attention and it just destroyed me I, I was baffled and the other time was at gigan the first time i fought him the boss yeah i mean true if you just decide to go slowly and make sure you kill everything as you mm-hmm. are encountering it and you have the turbo button engaged it is much easier that was my strategy but it is impressive how much stuff is going on on screen a lot of times yeah and it is a little flickery i it, there might even be slowdown i don't know because you're already moving so slow and again it feels appropriate in a weird way Now, the progression of the characters is a little odd story-wise because you wouldn't think that, like, from the beginning of one film to the end, Godzilla would get four times as powerful. Right, right, yeah. It was an impressive feeling at the last stage or so when you could just literally run through it attacking and you just destroyed everything in one or two hits. Yeah, yeah. It's if if It feels fun, you know? It's just so... Like, it feels like grinding in an RPG almost because they're so low stakes for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it's just that there's just too much. Like, and for me, I usually got rid of all of the enemy bosses pretty quickly. Like, you know, that would be the first thing I do in a level. I meet them, they meet me, we fight. Mm -hmm. And normally that's when you'd think, okay, now the level's over. But then it's like, oh, I got to spend another half an hour just getting to the end of the level. Yeah, (laughs) And, and it's like Mothra, you know, gets four hexes of movement as opposed to but that means that Mothra is going to have to play through four action screens in a row every time. And pretty quickly, I just 
I had memorized certain ones where I was like, all right, you can just fly through on this one. Don't even, I don't, not even fighting enemies because they only seem to give me life that I won't need if I don't fight them, you know? Yeah. And when I got to that point, I was making sure to at least carpet bomb as many of the things as I could because I didn't want to fall behind on experience. Mm -hmm. Even though by the last level, I think I used Mothra in one, maybe one kaiju fight. Oh, you see, I, I only used Godzilla on my, I know there are a few that it's better. You, you never fought any bosses with Mothra? No, no. I would normally walk Godzilla out in the front, kill all the bosses, and then just run them both to the, the base. Yeah, the first three bosses uh, you encounter can all be defeated by Mothra. Not too bad. Sure, sure. And I would of often use that as a way to, like, in the early levels where there's split paths mm -hmm. to make things faster. You know, I didn't want to, like, wait for one to come find me or anything like sure. that so what did you think about the music in this game nick <laughs> i loved it this is some great music in fact it's from a pretty awesome composer masatomo miyamoto who worked on a guardian legend power strike gold velius xanak a lot of great compile games that i've loved the music for yeah i thought the music was really good it, my only problem is there's just not well i guess there is a decent amount of it it's just that a lot of times you're going to be hearing the same tunes over and over again mm -hmm. if you're going to the same type of hex. Yeah, and it's constantly restarting for these short little battles. So it does, unfortunately, despite its quality, it can get old quick. Yeah, by the end of the game, I was just basically muting it. And, and it wasn't against the music. It's just the fact that, especially if you end up having to play this game for like a three-hour chunk, <laughs> it will get a little grating and you know it is underneath a cacophony of pew pew explosions and whatnot little crunches for sure many many crunches which was kind of one of my gripes is at least half the time maybe most of the time when you punch or kick something you know you'll hear a little crunch sound or something to mm -hmm. let you know but not always like especially with the kick at certain points with later on when those walls come out and you just have to destroy them slowly. And I'm like, am I close enough or not? I have no idea. Or the uh, asparagus, as I call it, the, <laughs> yeah. that shoots up and down. Yeah. Like, you don't know if you're hurting it. You're like, am I? Sometimes it hurts you. Yeah, yeah. But you, it's all that, you know, figuring out what little tip of your hand or foot is going to be the right area to yes, paw yeah. at it. Or your, or your tail. The tail is really hard to get the aiming on right. But I found it to be invaluable for certain enemies like the missile launchers in the mountain areas mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the ones hidden in the walls i use it a lot for like the the boss fights too are kind of disappointing because well they're not all easy it's just well it's just that yours and their move sets are so limited and the ai is such a joke you know it's it's this weird pseudo fighting game you know what i mean like i ended up on probably three quarters of the bosses it was like just go up there and crouch and tail whip them over and over and that's it yeah they are very easy to trick and in fact that's how i ended up beating most of the bosses is by getting to a specific spot where they just kind of shut down and don't really react yeah because they i mean they can pull some funky business too you know you can get cornered and stun locked easily you know you don't have a block so it's hard to and you're so slow you can't like move in and move out it was really just a game of either punching or tail whipping and then shooting my breath as soon as it filled up yeah, I mean, getting cornered is awful when you're in a boss fight, and I have no clue what you're really supposed to do. I would just kind of start hitting my buttons 
and moving my D-pad in every direction. Just in case. Yeah, like, and since uh, each boss fight, it has a 40-second timer. Okay, so that's what it is. I wasn't sure. I was like, it seemed like there was a specific time it would dip out. Yeah, it'd be nice if they indicated it, but it does say that it's 40 seconds in the manual, and it's just... Like you, you can get cornered like by the first Gizora, by the squid boss, you know, like that mm-hmm. thing will corner you for 40 seconds. Sometimes it's all just random until hopefully the AI decides to leap backwards and let you out. Like I'm rarely in danger of dying because it's so weak, right? But it's just real frustrating. Yeah. And for me, I think, you know, that's the, the kind of the overall story of this game is there are so many things in it that come very close to being awesome. Like the battles are pretty cool and it's amazing, you know, that you do have so many moves on a Nintendo controller Mm -hmm. and I like the thought of having to decide where you're going to go move across the map on these hexes. I love the fact that, you know, when you're in the side scrolling modes, you do feel like a giant beast and you're destroying everything you go through. It's just that none of it is baked into that final, you know, way that makes it stick and makes it actually great. Yeah, I mean, especially when I had saw this in Nintendo Power, I was, you know, I, I've always liked strategy games, so I was pumped about playing one with Godzilla, but there, there's really I mean, the, n- so the, little going on there. There's no, like, objectives to besides get to the next level. Or you're not, right. like, capturing any important points. There's no, like, the real The only tactics. strategy, I think, that comes from the hexes is that certain hexes are harder for Godzilla to make it through, and certain ones are harder for Mothra. The, or yeah, they there is a little because it will determine what kind of level you walk through depending on the, the hex type. But yes, it definitely would have been nice to have, you know, some other reason to hit these specific marks or to go through the map in a specific way. Yeah. Or like like if there was like a longer path that avoids the domed cities or, you know, something. Yeah, which are really hard for Godzilla early in the game. Well, And that's another place where there are certain towers, these dome topped towers that I was like, I have no idea if I'm hitting this or not. I've been over here kicking at it forever, and I can't tell. It eventually will so, destroy. Yeah, I thought you could only destroy them with atomic breath at first. I, well, I mean, it seemed to be the only dependable way. The other ones, it's like I'm just sitting there kicking, and I, I'm guessing I was doing damage somewhere. Where I was jumping up and down and doing all this, and eventually it added up to killing a building. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know how or why or what I did. Yeah, I think this would go on a list of those games where it's just a few tweaks could really make this into a great game. But, you know, sadly, yeah, uh, much like uh, Jaws. But the big difference is you can beat Jaws in like 20 minutes instead of five hours. With This is it, the level-by-level portion of our show. And each level in this game is a different planet you must uh, traverse between. Yes, sir. But the real way to talk about this game is in terms of hexes, because every planet has the same terrain on it as many of the previous planets. They're all represented by a little hex, and each hex has a different icon on it that tells you what kind of terrain you're going to be going through. Yeah. So I think first we'll talk about the various types of terrain. And then we will go planet by planet and go over the various kaiju you'll find on each one. Sounds good. So there are seven different landscapes or hexes you will find throughout the game. Mm -hmm. And as we mentioned, once you decide to land on one or move to it, you will then go to side-scrolling mode and you'll have multiple screens of side-scrolling action on this hex. 
Yes. Each hex you step through creates the sequence of side-scrolling action screens. And sadly, that took me a really long time to figure out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was like, I thought I went to the volcano hex. Why is there you know, a forest here. Yeah. So it's like, you might think there's a strategy, like I'm going to skip over this one. I don't want to mess with, but no, you're, you're walking through them all. Yeah. So the strategy is the path you take, not the end of the path. Yes. And as you said, that makes some of them very long for good old Mothra. Mm-hmm. Now the first type you're going to encounter is the most common in the early worlds. And that is the wilderness. Yeah. It looks kind of just like a Brown mountain. Yes. As you walk across, you will have to deal with uh, jets and bombers. And there are the mountain ranges, which are two parts. You have to do a top attack and a low attack to destroy them. Yes, and comically, if you destroy the lower part first, the top is still floating. Yes, but the good news is the top often has health in it. Sure, yeah. And, you know, I don't know if we mentioned it in many of these levels. You know, there's a ton of spaceships flying in and stuff, but there is a large spaceship that will fly from the left and drop power-ups for you. Yes. And there are also always lots of cool spaceships in the background, often shooting energy blasts at you from a distance, which is a really cool effect. The little drill ships and stuff. But these are pretty easy areas for for Godzilla, uh, and Mothra can fly over everything that happens in them. Generally, yeah. Like I said, the only thing that can really trip you up as Godzilla are those hidden missile silos or whatever they are in mm-hmm. the in the mountains, because they will shoot out wave after wave of attacks that can kind of stun you back more than you'd like. Sure, yeah. And, you know, you don't usually find them early in the game, but let's talk about the most hated enemy in the game real quick, because they will be appearing in wilderness sections from time to time, and in every section. Yes, it's this strange fireball that appears increasingly towards the end of the game. And when you say fireball, I don't know. To me, it looked like a like a fiery macaroni that has sure. its own jets. Yeah, yeah. It, so it, even though there is a fiery thing on the front that is macaroni shaped, there are two little jets behind it. Yes, there's like two little comet trails. And it acts differently when you are Godzilla or Mothra. Oh, yeah? A little bit. I feel like when it's Godzilla, it does a more straight attack. Like mm-hmm. it'll curve once to you and then attack you whereas with mothra sometimes it will do a sine wave across the screen sure well this thing is clearly coming for you it you can tell because like with godzilla if you're ready and you see it then generally i would jump to lure it up and then walk underneath it and as soon as you pass it you can see it like it's slowing down it wants it wants to kill you it's it's evil my main uh, thing with Godzilla is that if you can see it early enough, you can hit your atomic breath and start walking backwards. Mm-hmm. And as it hits you with the atomic breath going, it doesn't do any damage. Yeah, yeah, you get some. So it'll go kind of right through you. Mm-hmm. And uh, with Mothra, you just can avoid it if you're if you're good. Yeah, yeah, you just you just have to lure it and be ready for it. Like, but you know, we've really beaten around the bush here. Why is it so important that you don't? get attacked by this one enemy well it does so much damage it does like damage over time it'll like it'll just blast through you and your life will vanish at a rate you had i had no idea it could well that's not that's the biggest problem is that it doesn't just blast through you is it it blasts into you and then pushes you back with it yeah well i mean it does knock back like everything does a little bit or more you know but that chains with it moving forward to where you're just constantly getting hurt yeah and if you're at you know, early stage in the game, not at full health, you will be dead when it goes through you. Yeah, it caught me off guard. I was furious because 
It was uh, in the second level. I was on Mars, and I had already flown Mothra away. All the monsters were dead. So I was just easily meandering my way to the base, and then... You know, the, here comes this fireball that I was barely paying attention to. And then I was dead, which meant I had to do the whole thing over. I was furious. Yeah, it is, even towards the end of the game, extremely deadly and dangerous. Yeah, it's it's worse than the bosses. <laughs> very much so. And at the very end of the game, it's even worse because there's like two or three a level. Yes, they, they get much more common. Now, the next uh, hex we're going to talk about is the volcano. Oh, yes. And this is a... You know, there are volcanoes in the back that explode and shoot some things at you. Very, very common. And I think this is one of my favorite looking hexes. I really thought all the volcano fire stuff looked awesome. Sure. Yeah. And those big, there was like a, the dragon head. It's like, which is from another film, I believe. Yes. Like a dragon snake head that comes up out of a rock. You, you'll see a lot of those here. Those fiery phoenix birds. Yeah, they start as a cloud. And they're actually kind of hard at first when you're Godzilla to get the right, you know, area on the hitbox to hit them yeah get in there and but start punching with mothra these levels are uh breeze sure uh, following that we've got our jungle area or i think that's what it is yeah it looks like a, a plant vine kind of kind of or like a tentacle almost also yeah yeah uh, these start popping up a lot on jupiter yeah they're again not hard but they're one of the ones i would try to avoid because i don't like you know i, I believe you call them asparagus there are these like barriers that come up out of the ground or they'll just build yes. up and you just have to stand there and beat them down it's just kind of slow and tedious yeah this one makes you stop a lot there are tanks on the floor a lot um uh, that are oddly colored but they do give you health and that's always nice mm -hmm. but uh you know these levels are a pain for godzilla early on because you know you have to hit the top of the the vines or the asparagus and getting yeah. the timing on that can be a big pain in the butt sure and next up we have subspace subspace yeah this one um this is where you can get your level ups these are like your resting spots yeah, this is just a pure little vacation. <laughs> well, they're very short, and they, they typically have... It's kind of one of three encounters. There's that big... There's the double-headed mushroom, or I don't even... I hesitate to say mushroom, but it looks like it's made of red pustules or something. It looks like it's out of Metroid or Life Force. Yeah, I think the one mushroom is supposed to possibly be Matongo. Familiar name from uh, Secret of Mana there. Yeah, it is a mushroom... It's not a kaiju. I think he's like a man-sized, but, mm. you know, it was a Toho film, so. Indeed. But these areas are, you can get hurt in them, but, like, every enemy gives you health. There's those giant mushroom things you destroy easily. If you're, you know, just use your super move on them, and you can wipe them out in seconds, usually. Sure, sure. There is one that will tend to generate one of those evil fireballs when it is exploding at the end, sometimes. So now, watch out for that. Are these sometimes also the giant ship? Yes. The battleship? Uh-huh. And that battleship is apparently the Goten from the film War in Space. Mm, yeah. Uh, it's like the little, and it's got like a drill on the front, like the little ones, right, that we've seen yeah. in the background. So exactly. now you get to show them what's up. And this uh, giant ship confused me a little bit because there's a point at which you quote-unquote destroy it, and it starts flashing red. Yeah. But... It still shoots at you with one of those horrible mm -hmm. fireball things. Yeah, it's got a cannon and that shoots those. If you keep hitting it, it looks like you're hurting it while it's flashing red, but it's already done. Yeah, you just got to wait it out. Just leave. It's Yeah, it's another, it's tough. But these are noted 
in the manual and and several things when I was trying to get to the bottom of how you level up, where they're like, you will level up more often when you leave these screens than other screens. So for what that's worth, that's the this is the place to try to grind, I guess. I don't know. Well, once I read that, I always made sure to like stop at them with my characters. Like like if there was four, I'd have each one of them do two. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. It, it seems to work. But I wasn't like I didn't really want to spend a lot of extra time. Yeah, and, uh, me either. And I didn't really feel like I needed it. So <laughs> Which you really don't. Yeah. All right. And the next hex we're going to talk about is the dome hex. Yeah. The manual lists this as the ruins. OK, I you know that makes more sense. But it does have many buildings with big domed. And these are top. hard, especially the first first times you encounter them. Well, there are certain dome towers that not only. You know, like I said before, I had no idea if or where I was hitting them, but there are also ones that have these bars that come out and rotate and like you can't even get close enough to attack them with Godzilla. Like you pretty much have to use your breath, right? Yeah. And luckily they don't, they look like they have a machine gun mounted to the front, but luckily it does not shoot you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. the, The downside is that the other ones that are hard to get through often have a laser gun on the ground behind them mm, yes that always gets like three or four really good shots off at you while you're trying to destroy the, the dome in front of it big jerks there are also two types of city hexes and those are always at the end of the map usually around your exit point so those are like the mecca city and the what does the manual call them the base headquarters it's the one that looks like the big satellite dish Gotcha. And they have the same enemies in all of them. Yeah. It's just that the final one is like tinted a different color. Yeah. And it's these are just full of like turrets and things and walls and thing, missiles launchers that pop out. Yeah. You are not running through these unless you're Mothra. <laughs> if you're Godzilla, you really have to slow down and hit every single thing on your way or else you will be overcome by all of the bullets. Sure. And, you know, at this point, they're really kind of starting to stretch out your power-ups. You don't get them from every single thing you attack. You're only getting health from, like, I can't even describe them, but there's just these weird port guns that pop out of the wall or certain, you know, false walls that will give you mm-hmm. your your health in these levels. But it is hard to describe any of the things you fight in this because they're almost just all weird turrets yeah. and obstacles. It's just slow going, but pretty easy. I found that these levels were the hardest towards the end of the game. Like, you do have to take your time you can't just you know run and smash your way through them Mm -hmm. and that's it for our various hexes so let's quickly talk about each planet you start on planet earth yes a pretty small planet i guess as it goes it does have a strange empty hex in the middle that you might think would lead you to some kind of tactics but not really it's part of that hollow earth theory that the uh, Godzilla franchise is now based on. Is there a hollow flat earth theory? I don't think that they are congruent. I don't think they would work together. There's got to be a way. The truth is out there. Maybe. Wormholes. <laughs> uh, but the earth has three subspace hexes. Uh, the real key is it has two monsters on it that you start off to fight. Uh, that would be uh, Gizora and Moguera. Yeah. And these are two. Uh, Gizora is a large squid enemy yes who is actually not from a godzilla film is it in its own film yeah gizora uh started in the movie space amoeba okay well here it's um a giant squid it's a giant squid that has one tentacle out in front of it that it will hit you with and it will jump constantly i like the animation on its uh little frill yeah it looks good the sprite looks great you can't hurt the bottom half of it though you have to hit it in the the upper half eye zone Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a lot of punching and fire breath now does it 
does it have the ability to hurt you? It, it can if it, like its tentacle can do a little, like you can get you trapped in the corner sometimes where it. But even then, I never seem to take any damage. It, I, like I said, it it barely does anything. It, it can just cause you to run out of time. My main method of attack was jump kicks and fire breath. Right on. And then our second monster, or kaiju, Mogera, from yeah. the film The Mysterians. Mm, is question mark in The Mysterians in that? No. Uh, but you might recognize them. They were like a Sentai-looking group uh, mm-hmm. of aliens with their red, blue, and yellow outfits and helmets. Oh, okay. And this was a, a giant robot in the film, and it's still a giant robot when you fight it in the game. Yeah, it's actually a little tougher than Gizora. It has a fire beam or eye beam it shoots out that it can aim at you. Mm-hmm. And this is one I fought with Mothra also quite often. Because if you get in the right spot, you can shoot it and its eye beam will go right over your head. Right, and you can just keep blasting away. Yes. Yeah, this one was... If you crouch and start tail whipping, he will back up and just stand there. So you can just sit there, duck, and tail whip him until he dies. Okay. Or it dies, I should say. Mm, robots. Next planet is Mars. The next planet you go to. Trust, I know my my planet order, people. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, Mars has a lot of volcanoes. Yeah, so many. And it's really hard, especially early on, because you don't have a ton of health. Yeah, this is a big, this one has a big gap with Godzilla and Mothra behind it. So I just moved Godzilla out in front of it mm-hmm. and let the monsters come to me. And every time you go to a new planet, you still have the monsters you fought in the previous planet, all of them, all the previous planets, and then a new one. Yeah, so we're up to three. Yes, our new monster here, our new kaiju is uh, Varan. And they are a, a nice jump up in difficulty, I think, from the other two. Yeah. He's, now, he's, uh, this is from the movie Varan the Unbelievable. He's a in the film a giant gliding lizard. Okay, yeah. This one, he just looks kind of like a humanoid. Like he has a spiky back. Mm-hmm. The manual claims it's like quick actions. It has high jumping power. And it now, you know, eh, I don't know. It does rear on its hind legs and shoot a fire beam at you. And it is also pretty good at rooting you into the corner early on before mm, you have yeah. a, a lot of health. Now, as Mothra, you can just get a good spot to dump a ton of powder on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but as Godzilla, you are probably going to be listening to a lot of Devo when you fight this one. Oh, yeah, man. Just crouch down. Tail that bad boy. That's right. Whip it good. Or you could let it whip like the, the Daz band. I was going to save that for the next time we had to uh, oh, talk okay. about whipping. But, hey, good looking out. Uh, I only have one more whip song, and it's not nearly as fun. Uh, I, I, I'm curious because I, I have one, too, so I wonder if it's the same. Oh, <laughs> tune in, folks. For the next planet is Jupiter. And like we said earlier, Jupiter is covered in jungle. Welcome to the jungle, baby. It's yeah. Jupiter, apparently. Yep. And this planet does have kind of a bottleneck where I would just park Godzilla till all the monsters are gone. Mm-hmm. And finally, we start getting some real Godzilla kaiju. Yeah. Because the boss of, or the new kaiju in this level is Hidora. Which was the, the smog monster, right? Yes. From Godzilla versus Hidora, 1971. And mm-hmm. in the movie, he's got like four different forms. Like it can turn into like a flying thing. It can kind of like change shape. It's amorphous. Okay. See, because spoilers, at the end, it shows, it goes through the cast of monsters, right? And when yeah. it shows him, he has this other blob in front of him. I, I I think I read that that was originally going to be a flying form of his. Okay. Hidoro in Japanese is the word for like sludge or slime. Mm-hmm. And pretty cool looking. It's a big 
slimy, gross-looking monster. It does have an eye in its face. And the first time you encounter it, you may have a little trouble with this one. Yeah, this this the, the tail whip will do you no good here. Well, you can get a little tail whip action in if you're if you know how to do it. Because that actually was my, my one of my three prong strategy here. Because okay. uh, Hidora will start by spewing out clouds of smog that come you know out at an arc from its head mm-hmm. and blanket the area in front of it in waves. You'll get a little tiny break in between them. Yeah, yeah. And then also it will embiggen its arms. Yeah. And when it's like that and it kind of waves them, you can't get close to it. Right, right. So when it does that, you can tail whip it. You can kind of actually get in between the smog and its arms, and you're at just the right tail whip spot. Now, when the arms come down, that's when I would give it some claws. Mm -hmm. And of course, whenever that power meter is full, got to unleash the atomic breath. Absolutely, yeah. I mostly just stuck up close and was doing, I was just holding down the turbo punch or claw attack and jumping. And you can destroy a decent amount of those blobs that it throws before they get you, but... And those blobs are probably the strongest attack you're going to feel from a lot of these uh, bosses. This might be one of the, or I think this was the first one for me that I wasn't able to kill in one go. And that's where I kind of picked up the trick of walk up to the monster, but don't attack it. So that on its turn, it will attack you. And then you can finish it off on your turn. Yeah. That way it can't run away. Because if the monsters get away from you, Every screen you or hex you go through to get to it, they will have more life regenerated when you fight them. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's flirting with strategy there almost. Almost. All right. Our next planet is Saturn. And Saturn is mainly wilderness and domes. Yes, the domes, and they suck. It's one of my least favorite <laughs> levels. Yeah, it is pretty rough. But the real star of this planet is Baragon. Yes, and correct me if I'm wrong, Baragon has... Its own movies, right? It's like a good guy. Yes. <laughs> he is originally from the movie Frankenstein Conquers the World. <laughs> cool. Yes. And uh, normally, Beragon is a good guy. You are correct. But it is a weird, weird kaiju. Well, yeah, it's it's four-legged. It's on the ground. Mm-hmm. Beragon did uh, appear in Destroy All Monsters, so you finally got pulled into the Godzilla-verse. Cool. But yes, what a strange, strange creature. And this one's a little tricky since it's pretty low. It's very hard to actually hit with your breath. Yeah. Now, in the movies, it's like a, uh, it has like bat ears, mm-hmm. but then the body is more like a dinosaur. I can see. Yeah, yeah. It does have some good animation where it turns its head to face the screen, kind of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It has a breath attack it does when it re- when it rears up. This was a pretty simple battle. I, th- I mean, I mostly just would kick the kick the crap out of it. and It's all it's- about kicking this guy. Slow going. This might be another two-stage battle. You can hold your own with Mothra here, but you're not going to be doing enough damage to take it out is the main problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. The worst thing about Mothra is I wish that I-beam was a little stronger. Mm -hmm. Our next planet is Uranus, and it has a ton of subspace. It is all about the leveling. Yeah, yeah, and it's a nice tight little loop. It was, especially as I was like, oh, man, I got so much more of this game to play. Right, right. And the addition to this planet is Gigan. Yeah, one of the most awesome kaiju monsters, I think. Yeah, it's a cyborg monster. Yeah, and it's got claw hands and and uh, buzzsaw blades, the rotary cutter that comes out of its stomach. Now, this boss is actually a challenge when you get to them. Yes, this was the first time I got there. I was killed almost immediately. I was shocked because he can and will push you into the corner. Stun with that blade saw. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that's well, it. <laughs> uh, when that saw comes out, you definitely want to do some jump kicks. Very, very uh, well-timed jump kicks will keep him from knocking you into the corner. Yeah, I, I found, or, or even the punches too. Like if you can aim him, it, he'll do this weird kind of forward back dance with you while you're doing it. Like I was like, I would hit him and he'd back up and move forward and back and forth. And it was just like, keep that going until that, that blade disappears so you can get close and then to he chicken. also has some sort of beam too doesn't he yes he does he has an eye beam as well yeah and for me it was just about clawing at him when the chest blade was not out jump mm-hmm. kicking him when the chest blade was out and as always when that power meter's full you gotta unleash the breath yeah you gotta put it to work man all right now we only have a few planets left next is pluto oddly enough larger playing field than uranus <laughs> yeah yeah and a pretty varied map hex wise, although it does have a, you have to go all the way to the right and then loop back around to the city. Yes. Uh, and who's guarding that city? That's the one and only Mecha Godzilla. My personal favorite of the Kaiju world. Uh, it's it just when I first saw it as a kid, I could think of nothing cooler. I loved Godzilla. I loved robots. And when I saw a robot Godzilla that shot missiles from its fingers, I was love at first sight. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> I agree. It's it's always been super cool. Yeah. Whenever we find merch, uh, Godzilla merch, that's kind of how it breaks down is I get the Mecha Godzilla. My yeah. daughter gets the Mothra and my son gets the King Ghidorah. OK, now, wasn't there a Mecha Kong as well? Let's not let's not discuss that. <laughs> OK, fair enough. There was I. uh all of the Kongs that appear in the Godzilla stuff are just awful. They just look horrible. Yeah, I I remember. You know, we do have the Godzilla versus Kong movie coming out soon. But I remember from a kid hearing of the old one, and it always baffled me. Where I was like, how could a how could King Kong even stand a chance against Godzilla? Yeah, Mecha Kong. I mean, look it up, folks. It looks so goofy. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure you would just have it win because whatever it fought couldn't take seriously the the creature it was about to <laughs> could, engage in could, combat with couldn't stop laughing yeah. i mean he has like a cartoon expression face like the whole time like worse than like google eye uh godzilla ever could what about gadzuki oh gadzuki <laughs> you know i uh, what's great is in the Saya era godzillas there's actually a, a baby godzilla in it and it looks like a little raptor instead so Oh, okay, okay. They went that route instead of Godzuki. I hate Godzuki. Okay, anyways. <laughs> but. And, but so got yeah. So Mecha Godzilla. Sadly, not nearly as hard to fight as uh Gigan. No, I mean he's got some punch and kicks like you. Uh he's got a He definitely does a lot more punching and kicking. But again, this was a time to just crouch and just put that tail to work. Yeah, I mean I for I found you could just like just start go to town kicking him. At this point you have enough extra health that as mm-hmm. long as you're full you could just kick and attack the whole time, jumping around. So I found that jumping and kicking kept them from knocking me back as much. Okay. So I just did that a bunch, and it was dead. Hey, it works. Uh, then you find yourself on Neptune, which technically is correct due to the weird uh, motion of Pluto. Sometimes mm-hmm. well, that was, it is in closer. They, they very importantly pointed out in the story that the Pluto and Neptune's orbits have switched. Yeah. I don't know why that makes all the monsters. Attack, I think that makes. But... Yeah. And no, no new monsters on Neptune, which is kind of annoying. Yes, but it's full of these city battlefields, which so have fun with that. This level takes forever and there's nothing new. So I, I hate the whole planet. 
And then finally, we have Planet X, which is a, a nice, tight, small planet, which is pretty much a single path. Lots of city hexes, sadly. Yeah. But guarding the final one is the king of Planet X, Ghidorah. Yes. And Ghidorah is a three-headed dragon. With I didn't mention that, you know, of course, God's, Mechagodzilla comes from Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, Ghidorah comes from Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. And has always been Godzilla's biggest foe up until like the 90s. Yeah, yeah, his, his nemesis. And it's pretty and I, cool. I always loved the idea that he was from another planet. Yeah, yeah. And that's what made him so much like, you know, more of a threat to Godzilla. In the manual, it says he uses gravity rays. Is that is that true? I always thought it was lightning. Yeah, I don't remember anything about gravity, but you know. <laughs> I don't think you could have animated a gravity ray as well as lightning. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> back in the uh, olden days. I don't know how gravity looks, to be honest. Now, this fight is a little harder than the others because, well, uh, King Ghidorah is a large sprite, mm-hmm. bigger than the other ones, and he does have a lot of attacks. No, I think I'm mostly just stuck with <laughs> the tail whip again. <laughs> yeah, that is that is your best bet because if you're standing up and doing things, you will get hit with his beams the beams that shoot out of its mouth and they are very strong and there's a lot of knockback going on with those Mm -hmm. um i thought when i was fighting it that i would have i definitely had to fight it more than once and i was like oh what should i go heal right but i my we ended the fight with my my health up a little higher and i was like i think i I, if i just come in with full atomic breath yeah i can really knock him out right away and i did so i did not have to go heal i see so let me ask you this since this is the final monster did you whip your tail back and forth? Was no, that your was that your I, whip song? I let it whip, <laughs> oh, okay. and then I let it nay nay. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, that's four whip songs for the same episode. You're welcome, Cartridge Commandos. You're, you're so welcome, Cartridge Commandos. <laughs> but I do have to say that this boss fight was a little bit of a letdown because once you've defeated Ghidorah, you still have to just sl- trudge your way across the map <laughs> to that stupid final uh, thing again. Yeah, and, no. and, and teleport <laughs> off. Yeah. I was really hoping that it would just be done when you defeated King Ghidorah. Yeah, it's pretty anticlimactic, but you do get as is the the final ending of the game. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's kind of it's pretty funny. I thought because (laughs) you know you get your graphic of of Godzilla and Mothra, which is a nice little uh, graphic of them, like I guess reflecting on a job well done. Yeah, yeah, and but then it's like most of the ending is this really long letter from the people of Planet X who are like, "You beat us, but." There will be a second or even third invasion. We'll never stop until we kill, invade Earth. Like, hilarious. It it is so slow. So (laughs) I I cannot, I cannot go over how slow the scroll is. Now, my daughter is a, a, you know, a pretty good reader. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we read a lot in this house and whatnot. But, you know, you'd think that the nine-year-old would would be like, all right, it's okay. But she was like, why is this the slowest thing I've ever read? (laughs) I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, and it goes on and on. And it's not till it's totally done that you get your little uh, rundown of all the kaiju, the cast as it was. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. And then at the very end, you get Toho Cinephile Soft Library presents the end. That was nice of them to present. <laughs> I know. Present the end. Well, this is it, the review portion of our show, the final portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo power review system that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. 
I gave this game a 2.5. Okay, I went for a 4.0. You know, as I, I I wrote it like four times, you can see this is like the <laughs> darkest. And I kept pushing it down. I don't know why, because I really enjoyed a lot of this game musically. And I did like the graphics. I think it's just that the repetition of it and the lack of animations really got yeah, to Yeah, I, I understand totally, because it is kind of boring looking in a way, even though it's it, the stuff is good, I mean, the music is good. I was... I was wowed by it at first, so I'm going to revise that up to a 3.0, maybe a 3.5. Okay, okay. But I know you really enjoyed the music. I, I did. It reminded me a lot of Guardian Legend, and for good reason. So check it out. Next up is Play Control, and I gave that a 3.0 as well. Okay, I went with a 2.0. Even though it's so undemanding, I never, you know, it's just... There was so much like, am I hitting it? Am I not? I, I was never really in danger from it, but... Yeah, I mean, I just put it kind of at that point because I thought with Mothra, you had great control. Yeah. And while Godzilla is slow, it's kind of the the, the pace of the character. And thank God they never asked me to make a jump over a pit or a spike. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, this is a lot of things that are kind of normally a negative in a game kind of work here because it's in character for a giant monster, you know? And your sprite is so huge. If you were, uh, you know, a two-inch Godzilla, with that mm -hmm. same feel, it would not, it would not work. Following that is challenge factor. And how low did you get? <laughs> I went with a 1.0, but so I mean, did I. I could even go. It's hard to die in this game, almost like except yeah. for those fireballs. As long as you go slow and you're careful, you got it. Like you can beat this game. You can do whatever. There's passwords. I mean, they're giving you every opportunity to keep going. The only hard part about it is the boredom. Yes, I mean, it, if you played this game over two, three weeks, I think it'd be a blast. Yeah, yeah. Playing it in two or three days, not so much. Man. <laughs> and finally, we have theme and fun. I went with a 2.5. And I went with a 3.0, even though I also wrote a tiny 2.5 next to it with a question mark. I, it, it was weird because it's like, I do like a lot that this game does, but it's just kind of boring, you know? Yeah, like I said uh, many times, this is one of those perfect candidates for a game that with a few tweaks could be a classic, but it just doesn't get there. And I'm with you. I, I really enjoyed a lot of aspects of this game. I love seeing my favorite kaiju. I thought it felt really cool being Godzilla and feeling your progression as you, you know, got stronger and just were able to just tear through things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's just so long that it becomes less and less fun. Every hour I repeat the same exact <laughs> little chunk. Yeah. And finally, I ask at the end of every show, and I will continue to do so until Godzilla devours us all <laughs> should you play this game i don't know yeah i say give it a shot or play the first level and you, if you like it you might slowly go through it there's but there really isn't I, a lot yeah that... i would say you should play this for the love of godzilla if you love godzilla <laughs> check it out if you're not a huge godzilla fan eh, you know it's probably probably not worth it it's not yeah it's not gonna change your mind exactly Next week's game will be Final Fight 1 for the Super Nintendo. Mm -mm. So find a copy of that game any way you can. Grab your controllers and play along, friends. That's right. And if you guys want to hit us up with an email, maybe let us know your favorite kaiju monster. Or do you know how the level ups work here? Or what's your favorite whip based song? All of this and more. Tell us at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. We'll 
read it and perhaps talk about it on a future episode. Or you can let us know on the Facebook universe at Cartridge Command or the Twitterverse at Cart Command because they give us less letters to spell out our name. Come on, guys. <laughs> We're also trying to let you know when new shows drop there. But of course, at the end of every show, we must go out of our way to thank the awesome and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is their support that makes this show happen every week. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nick and I are not professional podcasters, professional gamers, or very professional at all in any way. <laughs> We're just a couple of working class guys, and we do this show in our spare time. So your support makes it happen. It pays for our hosting space, our service uh, provider junk. I don't know. Um, and soon, hopefully, the gas needed to get back and forth to the different cities we live in Ooh. as we are hoping to record in person one day. Hot diggity dog. And if you don't give, consider doing so. Every little bit helps. If you want to throw us a dollar that's less than a cup of coffee, most places. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know about Speedway. I haven't been there in a minute. But either way, we appreciate every little bit. It helps us out. So thank you all so very, very much. Yes. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! Alright, then. Yes, Lupe, we got mail. It's fascinating. <laughs> you can go back to napping now. Lupe, thank you. Oh, you. <laughs>